How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. And welcome to The Driver's Seat. We do it as always. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Uh, boys, this is normally the part where we do our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask me, Kenneth, for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice, but I've put down the wrong number. So I'm going to ask you to, <laughs> and uh, so apologies <laughs> to the gentleman that I just phoned. Because I, I, Nimsy, whenever you, hello to you, mate. Um, whenever you say to me, this is normally what we're going to do, my ears just pricked up and I thought, well, okay, if it's normally what we do, why aren't we doing it? Yeah. Um, so you've uh, you've scribbled down the wrong number for our first guest. So look, look first off. The professionalism t- on the show is just next level. First off, not? talk amongst yourselves for a little bit while I dial um, the correct number. Uh, so how are you boys going? St- Matt, Steve, talk amongst yourselves. Mate, we're, look, we're sensational. Uh, we're we're uh, getting ready for a month's worth of rain up here in Queensland uh, in the next two and a half days. Oh, is it really? So I, were you out on your Kubota? earlier today mowing your lawns. Correct, uh, correct. I can tell you, uh, the lawn up here, Nimsy and Steve, you can hear it growing. It's growing that fast. <laughs> uh, so, no, mate, we're, look, we're really good. It was obviously a um, an interesting weekend over the weekend. Lots of stuff to talk about, Stevie J, some... Uh, I haven't even looked forward in my run sheet just yet. Well, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you a bit of time to do that because it is time for a quick little touring car update. We haven't, touring car racing update, we haven't done that in a fair bit. We always like to catch up with uh, what's going on in the world of TCR because we do it thanks to our great mates at Burson Auto Parts and they have been just absolute superstars when it comes to supporting the program and they're actually celebrating 50 years as well. And if there's anyone, if there is anyone that would know what it's like to proudly represent the good people at Burson, it is our next guest. Please welcome to the driver's seat for the first time, the one and only, Benny Bargwana. (laughs) G'day everyone. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. I can't believe you stitched us up, mate, giving Nimsy the wrong number. Damn you. No, no, that's not on him. That's, that's, that's You know who that is? That's on Mrs. McKeldon. Nimsy, I'm throwing the bus. Is, is, that, on, is, that, on, is that on my wife, uh, Nimsy? Did she give you the wrong number? No, that would be uh, Mr. Azor's fat fingers. Uh, ah, <laughs> right. Okay. Sausage there, fingers. There you go. Uh, Benny, it's Matt McKeldon speaking. You are making your debut here on the driver's seat, so welcome and thank you for your time. Um now, for those who are listening who may not know, you are the son, the progeny of Jason Bargwana, the next generation of Bargses coming through. So, He's actually taller as well. Well, it's not hard, mate. Jason's a dead set garden name, let's be honest. Uh, tell us about your racing so far, mate. Tell us tell us where you've been, where you're going, uh, and, and just and give us a snapshot. And where you want to end up. Give us a snapshot as to who Ben Bargwana is. Uh, yeah, look, I think Prodigy is pretty generous, but um, and <laughs> I, I'm definitely taller. But as you said, 
that's not hard. Everyone's taller than him. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my racing at the moment, look, it's exciting. I'm currently in the TCR Australia series and I'm having a blast. I mean, it's my first year uh, in really a professional series. Um, I've only done a few years of racing in Excels and Formula Ford. And uh, yeah, to be in TCR Australia, it's, it's really exciting and working with a good, good group of people like GRM, you know, they've, it's just made it all exciting and fun. Um, but yeah, look, in terms of future stuff, uh, I just want to get TCR right at the moment. But um, yeah, the recent announcement um, I'm doing to S5000 next weekend at SMP. Look, that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't even describe my excitement on that. But um, that have you driven something. one, Ben? Have you done any testing in an S5000? Um, I've done five laps. Oh, yeah, good. So, so you're prepared then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, ready to go. Um, and I was, in a, I was in a seat that definitely didn't fit me, so I was moving around a lot. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was really cool, and that's definitely something to look forward to in the coming years um, and something to, yeah, I guess aim for. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that's where I'm at at the moment. Mate, so from... Uh, I guess from Excels, where actually Jet and I both met you for the first time at Winton. Um, obviously, I've known your dad for a while, but you, you know, from Excels to a little bit of Formula Ford and then straight to TCR, you know, that's a that's a huge step. Mm. You know, that's a massive step. So, what? How did that step come about? Yeah, it's, it is a huge step, and um, look, I I don't know. I don't know if I was I was ready for it, but. I think, you know, I've grabbed it with two hands and done the best I could. But it, it came about because, it sounds weird, but the pandemic. <laughs> um, Dad Dad had that opportunity with uh, Burson and GRM uh, to step into the TCR Australia series. And it was sort of a two-year program. And then when things didn't really happen and no racing was happening, the two-year program sort of turned into a one-year two-car program. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Dad threw my name in, and yeah, away it went. So it was exciting. And what do you what do you love about it? Like you, you, the the TCR car you're in, does it feel super comfortable being a, a front wheel drive car? Is that sort of where right now your comfort level lies? Like when you wrote when you drove the S five thousand rear wheel drive V eight, lots of aero, all that kind of stuff. Did you kind of freak out a little bit because really you're a front wheel drive specialist? I, I definitely freaked out. I mean, it's more <laughs> than I'm used to. But, yeah, I, I am a bit of a front-wheel drive specialist. And, well, I, I'm, yeah. But I, it's, those cars just suit me. Um, I really love that front-wheel drive and the way you can control it. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I just jumped in the TCR car and it really suited me from day dot. So. And, mate, uh, obviously... You know, getting thrown in the deep end, a bit of a baptism of fire, as, I, as we just said before, and even you had admitted that you're still beating your old man in the championship. How so, good. How I good mean, is that? <laughs> it can't be going too bad. To be fair, I beat him when I raced him too. So, you know, we've both got something in common there. But no, that's that's a pretty good feat, man. I mean, he's no slouch, very experienced, and um, you know, for such a fresh young bloke into a, a type of car like that with. You know, not too bad horsepower, but slicks and decent grip. That's um, uh, that's a that's a fair effort from from your part. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, one thing that happens every time I leave the house is Mum tells me that I have to beat the old man. 
I guess that's my main goal every weekend. But yeah, I, look, Dad's someone I admire, and he's he's quite fast, and he's got a lot of experience in a race car. So any time I can beat him is is quite amazing. But you know, I also learn from him, and I put into what I have as well, and just do the best I can to beat him. But um, I think you can see I. I'm faster, but he might be more experienced and wiser. So that tends to play out in a race weekend. The young bull, old bull. <laughs> the young bull, old bull. We still love that. Um, Benny, you're, it's an interesting time in Australian motorsport now because if you look at timesheets, boys, across Australia on any given race weekend, there's a fair chance you're going to find a lot of familiar names. And it's a time, like Steve, when you were coming through, I reckon it was you and James Brock. It was Steve Johnson and James Brock, and obviously you. Maybe you, Steve Richards. Maybe Steve Richards. Bit, so yeah. the three of you just there were, were really the, the kids of the legends coming forward. But if you look now, you've got Nash Morris, Aaron Seaton, Benny Grice, Jet Johnson. Stephen Ellery. And now bloke. Steve Ellery's, yeah, Tristan and um, Dalton. Dalton. And now there's the Barguanas as well. I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting time over the next five years, boys, um, to see where you all go, like Benny, I, you know, I think you're in a sensational position. You've come in from, and I mean this with all due respect, not a huge background, not a huge notoriety. You haven't won a gazillion and won championships, and, and you've arguably come into, well, not arguably, you've come into the top front wheel drive touring car class in the country. In the country, um, with a big name partner in a big name team. Do you feel the pressure being a Bargwana at all? And and do you reckon the next three to five years you might cast your eye towards supercar? Is that somewhere where you want to go? Um, well, look, I'm going to be honest, and there's no point beating around the bush. I used to feel that pressure being a Barguana. Yeah. That used yep. to get to me a fair bit at race meetings, but I don't know. I've felt myself grow and, uh, you know, I've learned and, yeah, I've matured. Um, so it doesn't. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't get me as much these days, especially racing against my dad in the same category, same car. Like, I I know what I'm capable of, and I know what I've got to go do every weekend. So, yeah, I'm able to put it aside, um, which is probably it's a good thing for me. Obviously, I do I do understand the meaning of my last name, but yeah, look, I I've learned to get past that, which yeah. Helped me at race weekends, definitely. I think, mate. Um, you know, I can certainly uh, understand what you're talking about there, and and so can my young fella Jet. You know, but I mean, he's 16, so he sort of, you know, does he understand much at 16? They probably don't care, but uh, um, you know. But I understand, and he understands. You know, and, and as much as people think that, you know, when we're young blokes, like when I was a young bloke, and, and obviously you're a young bloke coming in now, it's it's a tiny bit different to a young bloke that's, say, doing it on their own. Like, not doing it on their own, but, like, you know, a young Kai Allen or something, you know? Like, I think there's difference there because there's no background behind Kai Allen in regard to the name or the legacy or whatever, but there sort of is with a Johnson and a Baguana and a Tander and, you know, and all that. So if you can push that aside and understand, still understand that I think, you know, we need to still be... Um, aware that we're going to be within the spotlight no matter what happens, especially if stuff's bad. Sure. You know, sure. whereas if something bad happens to Jet Johnson, it's going to be in the spotlight, you know, but if something bad happens to, 
you know, another young bloke sure. that hasn't got a grandfather and a father that used to race as well. Yeah. Um, and same with in your your case, mate, um, Benny. It's 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 a little bit different. So if you, it's it's hard to push that aside, isn't it? And try to just focus on yourself. And as much as it sounds selfish, Maddie, mm. ben, guys like Benny, and when I came through and was driving the car wholly and solely on my own, yeah, um, you know. You've got to be selfish, and you've got to think of yourself, and you've got to you've got to make your own path. And I think that's what a lot of the young guys, especially like Jet's, got to do as well. So I mean, it's good that you can understand that Ben and, and move forward because if you can get stuck in it quite easily. Oh yeah, absolutely. And as I said, it used to really get on top of me, like get in my head uh, on race weekends. But you know, if you can get past it, and I mean it. At the end of the day, Dad's just another competitor out on track, and I'm not Jason Barguana. I'm Ben Barguana. So yeah, I've got to do the best I can to make a name for myself. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that's all I can say, really. Have you hit him yet? Have you hit him on track? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing that Mum says is don't hit him because <laughs> But I think I, I think I have hit him once at Phillip Island. I. He was going too slow through a corner, so I gave him a bit of a hurry up. But <laughs> that is about so all good. That's happened so far. That is so good. And let's talk about Bathurst because you've got you've got uh, your TCR car on the support uh, bill at the Bathurst One Thousand, which is mega. Mm. Um, you obviously race there earlier on in the year. What are your expectations coming up to the One Thousand? Oh, it's. I mean, how cool is it? I mean, six day event TCR, all the cool categories there i mean i'm looking forward to it last time we're at bathurst i just i didn't left a bit of sour taste in my mouth i, I didn't think i maximized that weekend in terms of tcr um but also i saw a lot of potential out of that weekend in terms of car pace and tire life and things like that so i'm excited i'm excited to get back and see what we can do obviously it's a bit different we got like 50 minute races i might pass out or something with the head <laughs> <laughs> have you got 50 minute races tcr 50 minute races up there yeah holy yeah. cow do you run a cool suit yeah. in a tcr car no 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 <laughs> Mate, no, well, tell, hey, now listen here john i know johnson's gonna poo poo me on this but i run a cool suit in my trans am car <laughs> and i've got to tell you if you have you ever run with a, a cool suit benny because they are life-changing don't listen to your old man. Don't listen to Uncle Stevie over here. Run a cool suit. Because when you're sitting on the dummy grid and it's a 1,000 degrees in your car, you, I looked across at Queensland Raceway the other week when I ran and I saw all the junior burgers. They were hot and sweaty. Jet Johnson got out of his car. He's already a, he's, he's, He weighs absolutely nothing anyway, but he lost a bunch of water, got out a bit woozy. Old fat boy McKeldon here with his cool suit on. <laughs> Not a drama. Get a cool suit in there, sunshine, because it's going to be a thousand degrees when we get there in a couple of weeks. Look, I, I could probably ask for one, but I, I think Gary Rogers would probably give me a firm note. <laughs> hey, there is zero chance of him getting a cool suit with, from Gary and Barry and Ben and Bugs and yeah, yeah. and Jace. Like, there's no no chance at all. Hey, mate, like you've obviously got you've obviously got your old man there that you can you know, fire questions at and, and try to learn things on the fly and, and try to cut your learning curve as short as possible. Uh, you know, you have got those guys, you know, Gary, Barry, you've got 
James Moffat, you've got Caruso there. You've even got Marcus Ambrose, Ambrose in the yeah, garage. Yeah. So, I mean, are those guys that you can and you do regularly get advice from? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I look, I've, I've known Gary and Barry for quite a while, um, obviously due to Dad's history with them. But, um, yeah, 2019, I was basically a race weekend mechanic working with Moffat and that was the first time I ever met him but I learned so much from him like it's just crazy but I think everyone you talk to in the world of motorsport has a different view and my mindset is that everyone has something that you can learn from so talking to those guys like Gary, Barry, Moffat, Caruso you know like they all have some sort of wisdom that I can learn from and Look, I don't have an excuse to not know what I'm doing because there's definitely enough experience and knowledge around me. So, But it's exciting. I love it. And I love talking to those guys and seeing how they view the world of motorsport. And just before we go, mate, we've already had a text message in because uh, my wife won't allow me to run stadium super trucks. Yeah, the jumpy trucks. The jumpy trucks, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Mack. And uh, uh, a texter has <laughs> come in and said, tell Ben – he can be selfish. Just don't get married to a lady like Mrs. Mack. They put a limit on you on what you can do. Mrs. Mack is still unbelievable, though. <laughs> yes, she is unbelievable. Uh, and Benny knows that because Benny and Jason and all the Burson crew actually work with my wife on the odd occasion. Um, but I think, Benny, um, I like your attitude. I like the way you're talking about, you know, on my own, man. I'm going to make it on my own and I'm just going to keep going. What I hope I see you do is just – and I think our audience would love it too. Just give the old man through the chase. Let's let's test his <laughs> oh. let's test his reaction times on the old boy. When he turns into the chase, if you're anywhere near him, just give him a gentle unload. Let's see if he can really, you know, when in doubt, power out in a Formula One in a uh, in a TCR car. Let's see if you can do that. If you do that, mate, I'm shouting dinner when we get to Bathurst. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean. I... <laughs> I try my best to beat him. I don't know if I can focus enough to try and unload him a little bit. And not oh. him. <laughs> I'm gonna. If that happens, boys, I'm gonna laugh and then I'm gonna run because Jason, <laughs> Jason will come up and smack me, stand on a milk crate, and then try and smack me in the mouth when he. Uh, oh, there'll be a fair bit of, there'll be a very fair bit of uh, a red mist in that paddock if that. Yeah. And there'll be a couple of tires down too. He's got to stand not if he's gonna hit you in the mouth. <laughs> That's what I mean. Get on a milk crate and hit me in the head. Uh, but, um, Hey, Betty, it's, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. And uh, um, thanks for joining us here on the driver's seat, mate. And uh, we neglected to mention you actually had a very good weekend in the Prodigars too, uh, in the Audi, the, the person Audi that you're going to be taking uh, with your cousin at the six hour in next Easter too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was a, I mean, I couldn't be much better that weekend. I mean, three wins, awesome. And yeah, that is the car we're taking for the six hour. And it, it's exciting because it's a fast car. Yeah, it certainly is. It knocked off all comers, I can tell you that. But, uh, mate, we've taken up fair too much of your time already. But uh, thanks for joining us in the driver's seat and go well this weekend at SMP. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Benny Bargwana there joining us here on the driver's seat, uh, part of our touring car update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. They're known for first-class knowledge and service. He's got a good head on his shoulders, that boy. Yeah, he does. I mean, you, you you listen to him speak there, and he's clearly a Bargwana. There's there's just a couple of things that he says, boys, that I go, oh God, you sound like your father. Naturally, <laughs> of course, um, but I think he's doing it the right way. You know, he's 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 not talking himself up. I think there's no, he's not putting any massive expectation on his own shoulders and pressure. 
Um, he did really well, as you said, Nimsy, over the weekend in mm. that Audi TT production car. Um, happy to be driving anything. Happy, like, I've got to say, boys, it's a ballsy move going from a TCR car to five laps in a S5000, and he's about to rip it out at SMP. That's a big move. That is a big move. That's a big move. So he's clearly got the Cajones to do it. And the and the and the, the Cajones, thought, yeah, Cajones, or oh, the Cajunas. No, the Cajones, the Cajones, or oh, the Crystal Balls. Yeah, the Crystal Balls to go and do that sort of stuff. <laughs> Maybe. <yeah. laughs> oh, good luck to him. I, I I'm going to be fascinated to watch him go. I'd be watching the forecast if I was him too as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine if it's wet. It's going to be wet. Imagine if it's wet That's in an S5000. No, thanks. <laughs> hey, we've got plenty to talk about here on the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. You're listening to the driver's seat. Be a part of the program. Jump on board. Text in 0433981116. We'd love to hear what you've got to say. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Great to have your company on The Driver's Seat. We do it, as always, thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Before we get to our Bendix Breaks big moment, we're going to get to some of your texts, though. 0433 is the number if you'd like to get in touch on the program. Well, who should we start off with? Uh, we'll start off with a uh, text message from phone number ending at 995. Hey, boys, sorry I missed the scintillating repartee last week, and I even missed the weekend's racing. Damn you, real-time work. Hey, we're with you. <laughs> there is nothing There is nothing worse when work gets in the way of life. <laughs> so uh, maybe you need to make an adjustment there. And although and, and also add we're, we're going to talk about the racing. Mm. Yeah, add a, well, add a name to the phone Add a name, number. yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the racing on the weekend, uh, once again, I was looking at the back of my eyelids. wasn't particularly exciting, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, do you want me, Stephen Johnson, to read the next one? Because a great mate of ours has text in, but he must be on a night off because he is the has, big G. The big G has text in an essay. <laughs> now, do you want no, me? You, you can. You, you want me to run through this? Yeah, Here we go. Good at, you got the radio. Voice Let me just for put that. the teeth and in. The radio and I'll see how well. we go. Yep. I've oh, got a massive head for radio. <laughs> Evening, gents. I'm back for my one in three week injection to the show. G'day, Big G. Thanks for texting in, mate. A couple of things I've taken from Sydney so far. How can we get new people involved in the sport when the rules don't make sense? Might as well watch rugby league with their rule interpretation. If you run wide at turn five, you get a bad sportsmanship flag and then maybe a five-second penalty. If you stuff up turns 10 and 11, run wide, get a grip advantage and take the lead, it's all good, which is what Shane Van Gisbergen did on Win Cup. Why do we have to make it so complicated? We all know driving down the road, you stay within the painted lines. The other thing which isn't news, Mark Scaife. My God, he offers nothing. He reminds me of a kid who just repeats everything someone else says just to give you the irrits. I can't say the word you text in there, Big G. The shots. Uh, The tissues. Uh, I want to point out from now on, can we refer to him as the parrot? We have news for you, parrot. We do understand what Uncle Neil tells us. Uh, We we can't use the the word that he used. but Oh, um, we can't use that word? No, no, unfortunately. Can someone else? Dickhead. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. I do, find, Michael Caden. I do, find, um, I do find uh, the big G's comparison to this 
rugby league is a little bit interesting. Rugby league. I just desperately want him to be in charge of supercars. I don't know how he would he would deal rugby league. Rugby league. Rugby league. I want um, Big G to be in charge of supercars. Oh, mate, G, Big G speaks the truth. Yep. He speaks a lot of sense, yep. doesn't he? Yep. Um, Big G, let's let's just put a line through the Mark Scaife thing because we've talked about that ad nauseum. We agree with you. If you, I don't want to ruin everybody else's experience when they're watching supercars, but just listen closely to to the parrot. Says. Listen to what Neil says, and then listen to the parrot straight after. It's it's absolutely brain snappingly frustrating. I, I totally get it. Um, in regards to the penalties and uh, the things that we saw go on on the weekend, I'm going to – McKeldon handballs to Johnson uh, because obviously you've had the bigger career. You've had a huge career. Steve Johnson in- getting amongst it. <laughs> <laughs> and you often act as a driver standards advisor and observer for lots of different categories. So in respect to what Big G has texted in there, what a massive effort because that is an, an essay – you 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 take the lead on this. Uh, some of the things he talked about is he is he right, wrong, indifferent? Yeah, well, I think he's you know he's he's stating what everybody's seeing. Yeah, and you know in you know, I don't I don't want to blow your person off track update here, Matty, but <laughs> um, uh, the thing that does well, please don't because there's not much yeah. in it this week. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that frustrates me is the perception in the wider community, in the motor racing community and fans, fan base of supercars and what they haven't done right and what they're not handling right. And they continue to do that time and time again with decisions like what the Big G was talking about. And I'm sure we'll go a bit further into the decisions, Maddie, later on uh, regarding that, those races and the, the restart penalty that got revoked and all that sort of thing. I just think it's such a bad look that it's it's continuing. The trend is continuing. And if they're not listening to their uh, fans on their social media platform, sure, you're going to always get people that are just there to, yeah. to do and say negative things. But when it's constantly people saying the same thing that, that are fans, Ford fans, Holden fans, you know, who doesn't, SVG fans, you know, whoever it might be. Yeah. Um, it's it's totally warranted that they should be frustrated because there's no sight to them fixing their issue, and that's what frustrates me. Because it's my sport, mate. You know, it's my it's what I grew up with. It's what our family grew up with, and it's what I hope my son's going to grow up with. And yep. I want it to be amazing. You know, I'm not involved in the, the in the whole NASCAR side of things over in the US. But from an outside perception point of view that I'm a fan watching it, um, it looks they're, like they're really kicking massive goals, you know, and they've done the right thing with their new gen car and all that sort of thing where yep. here, unfortunately, they're not and it's, you know, too complicated, it's too expensive and then there's, there's just so many things, whether it be on track, whether it be off track, whether it be the future of what's happening is, is going down the wrong path. Yep. Yeah, I, look, I don't. I don't pretend to understand why they do some of the things that they do. There's usually a whole ton of politics. And uh, Andrew Medici, father of George Medici, once said to me, if there's a horse in a race called self-interest, back it. Mm. And I just think a lot of stuff gets in our sport, gets done in our sport due to self-interest, not for the greater good. And that's that's really annoying. But anyway, we'll pass on to all that a little bit later there. Um, 
we just had another one, another quick one there, Nimsy. Um, uh, hey there, guys. What are your thoughts on the initial images of Gen 3 supercars that were revealed today? I am, for one, pleasantly surprised so far. Now just need to wait for the aero kits. Look, they we'll, look like cars, don't they? Yeah. We'll so t- we'll talk about that. We'll touch we'll talk on that, about one. that later. We'll touch on that one a little bit later on. Uh, number ending in 447. We'd love to get... Uh, who that is, and the number before that was that. Pete from Cranbourne. Ah, oh, Pete and Cranbourne. Thank you very yeah, much. Or Cran- Cranbourne. How do you say Cranbourne? Cranbourne. 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 But anyway, if you're American, you can say Cranbourne, Cranbourne. but it's Cranbourne, <laughs> like Melbourne. It's Melbourne, mate. <laughs> Melbourne. Melbourne. <laughs> M-E-L-B-U-N. It's Melbourne. Right now, we got to get to our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, Bendix Breaks are Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Of course, the big thing to talk about was the, uh, well, the big moment from the weekend was, of course, Jamie Wincup winning a chaotic race under lights on Sunday as the final race was red flagged early due to rain. But a uh, bit more of the same this weekend, wasn't it? Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> a lot of Quick the same. Quick and concise there. Yep. Yeah. Well. <laughs> nice, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it was... <laughs> We're always going to see this, Nimsy, when you've got our category going back to the same track four weeks in a row. Um, you know, I dare say this weekend is going to be just as boring, to be quite frank. There just wasn't any great racing. The, the, the Sunday race under the rain, from an observation point of view of skill, Stevie J, was unbelievable. The, the boys that kept those things on the island did an extraordinary job to have the self-awareness to know where your other cars are, what the car's doing, doing the right pit stops. I mean, the, the, the crew's nimsy. You can't imagine what it's like coming down the asphalt and then going onto that slippery concrete towards your crew. And and most of the guys from what I saw, Stevie J, stopped on the line and got the crews to be able to put the tyres on in really difficult conditions. So I thought Sunday's race was great. Which one? The, the, the final one, final the one. race on Sunday night under the rain. But as I've said to you all the time, Nimsy, <laughs> if you want excitement, just add water. And uh, and that was the most exciting race for me, even though there wasn't massive passing. Just watching the skill set of the boys w- was unbelievable. You know, that footage uh, of them going down the, uh, the Brabham Strait, like... Extraordinary. Full, full pelt. That was getting shared yeah. worldwide. People are just like... Oh my God! Is this what they do in Australia? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, that was that was a pretty impressive display. But the 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 again, and I know I'm trying not to be too harsh because if this Stevie J was a normal situation, I would I would kick this weekend in the Cajonis Cajonis with a run up and a football boot because it was a pretty crappy sort of weekend. It wasn't great. Wasn't great entertainment. Um, I love the night racing thing, but I still think there's a lot they can, a lot more they can do with that kind of stuff. Two, I know the teams quite enjoyed it, but the the two tire uh, compound thing, still not a big fan of that. Works in F1, not sure it works in in supercar. I don't know, all a bit disjointed. But I'm trying to be nice, Nimsy and Steve, because we're just trying to get a championship finished. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think you're right. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, I was just waiting for Nimsy to say no, something. No, no, but, but like, uh, I do agree with you on the point that, you know, this is the best that they can do, but they're not at Winton having to do the same circuit. They've got multiple layouts. Why didn't they do multiple layouts? I don't know. Like Stevie that, J, that do you think it would change sense? the racing? Like, I, I hear what you're saying, Nimsy, but the only reason you, you would do that is if you are going to increase the show. Now, the the... 
the two track layouts that we're talking about here is, you know, when you come down the hill from turn four, there's a cut through there that basically plonks you right on top of the, um, of the hairpin, right? So uh, it takes away probably two good passing areas, maybe three. The other one, um, as you go over the back of corporate hill, you actually turn hard, right? And there's a bit of a dip and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm not sure, and I'm not convinced, Nimsy, that changing the layout would have made for better racing. What do you reckon, Steve? No, I, I agree. I don't think it probably would have been even harder to pass. I think I explained that last week for the short track. Yep. You know, you're taking away quite a few passing opportunities where we saw quite a few passes made between turn four and turn eight, so to speak, yep. which is a section that you would effectively um, miss if you were to do the short cut from turn three straight down to then turn nine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and because, you know, it would probably make it even, not that it mattered in the wet, but being a shorter track and not as many long-loaded corners, the tyre degradation wasn't going to be as great either. Yeah. So that makes it even harder to pass when everyone's still got grip. Yeah. You know, so there's no, there wouldn't be really too much tyre conservation as such, you know. They'd be missing out a lot of the old surface. And, and when you got grip, it's like everyone trying to pass challenge qualifying. You just can't. Yep. So I don't think it would have made any difference. Um, let's let's turn our uh, attention to the racing just quickly. Um, the Sydney Cup is a nice little sort of thing that trying to give a bit of context to you know why we're actually at SMP. We all know why yep. that we're here, but you know just sure. to actually make it a little championship within a championship. SVG he had a pretty horror weekend by his standards and. His lead in the Sydney Cup has been sliced dramatically. Um, Will Davison, Anton Di Pasquale, Nick Perkat, Jamie Winkup, Will Brown, and Chaz Mostert are all within less than 100 points in taking the lead off him. Now, those names were actually guys that pretty much up the front. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I mean, the cream always rises. So that's 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 no big surprise to me, Nimsy. But I know, I know we talk about the SMP Cup, but did it get mentioned once over the weekend? On the coverage? I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares. This is, this is, you know, when you go to a concert, right? And the concert, it says on the tickets, you've got to be there by 4.30 in the afternoon. Mm. And the main act comes on at 8.30. And there's like four bands before the main show. This is the four bands before the main show, the main show being the Bathurst 1000. Nobody really cares. We know that SVG is now around clear in points, Stevie J. More He's going to win it. Yeah. He, more than around clear. He's going to win it, right? So all we're trying to do is these four rounds at SMP are what we need to do to complete a championship and more importantly, arguably, Stevie J, from behind the scenes, complete commercial arrangements and agreements with people, teams, mm-hmm. uh, TV, broadcast, hostel, everything, yeah. right? So this is just – these are the opening – these are the opener bands. This is the undercard. This is the undercard to the main boxing match, which is going to be the Bathurst 1000. Um, they had they had a really good opportunity to do something pretty special here. I mean, one of our one of our uh, one of our listeners, Mark, has texted in. He's really passionate, actually. And Mark Mark's texting that the people that run V8s don't have a clue. Saturday night prime time, two weeks in a row, and what do we get? One forty-five minute race, and it's done by eight twenty. It isn't good enough. Sport in prime time needs to be at least a two-hour race. Everyone watching sport on primetime at 7.30 on a Saturday night might expect a two-hour contest, just like footy, rugby league, big bash, soccer, basketball, and so on. Hashtag rugby league. Fo- <laughs> rugby league. Hashtag 45 minutes is a joke. Mark, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. 
I think they have they have done what they have needed to do, Nimsy, and I'm sure it's taken a lot of work, but they could have been done a whole lot more, Stevie J. This weekend's the family round. Like this should have been a these four rounds should have been family rounds. We should have brought these people in for free. I, I reckon the joint should have been filled for free. No ticket cost, just get everyone in there. Because you've got a Sydney audience right now that are going nowhere. They're not going to Rugby League. They're not going to Union. They're not going to AFL. We had an opportunity. It may not be a great business opportunity, but we had an opportunity to put our fans in front of the teams, Stevie J, and we didn't do it. We didn't do it. You look at the crowds there on the weekend, you could you could shoot a cannon through the grandstand and not hit anyone. I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty – maybe I'm being rough. I mean, text in if you think I'm being over the top or a bit rough, but I think they've stuffed up these four rounds. I think it's boring as. Um, let's try and end on a high here. Uh, what do we think of Luki Yildon? Brilliant. Abs- absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Expected him to be good, didn't expect him to be that good. And so proud of him. Steve and I know him pretty well, and uh, I just think it was sensational that he's he's had the run that he has, and I hope it happens again this weekend. For a bloke to find out literally – Thursday that, hey, mate, can you jump in the car Friday? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. What a, I mean, boy, boy, what a – and, I, mate, I, I say this with all respect to Loki. You ever seen the guy without his shirt on? He is as fit as anyone up and down that pit lane. And how old is he, Steve? Early 40s? Oh, 80. Shut up, idiot. No, he's he the early 40s. He is so fit. Unbelievably fit. And it just, I just, I, I tip, tip of the hat, player of the match. In fact, wait till our driver updates our points, our Dally M, our Brownlow. The power he ranking, fe- you mean? He, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. He may, he may feature. Thank you, Nimsy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he, he's just, he's, he's not even hitting, he's not hitting the bottom here. He's yeah. just yeah. going straight down. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Nimsy with a big catch. Uh, he may feature in my three two ones. I'm going to send you a photo of my three two ones because I want to make sure that old mate over here is not uh, going to be cheating Mate, I can you on the other side of the studio. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, see you. You do it, mate. You do it. Uh, let, let us know. Let us know what you think. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the number if you want to get in touch. Uh, that Cheers, Brigida. That was our Bendix Brakes big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather. Confident braking. You're listening to the driver's seat. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Thanks to Kubota. Stick around because we've got the person off the track update coming up next. And uh, Maddie, anything in the chamber? Oh, I've got a couple of things that I, you know, like when you start a fire mm. on the campground, there's just like a little flicker. There's little, a flickering yeah. before it goes cut a boom. A few embers. I, a few embers. I've got some embers burning. Mm, okay. But I can't, it, it'll be, it, it will burst into a flame, I reckon, in the next couple of months. Yeah. So if you don't want to read it on Speed Cafe tomorrow, tune in after the break. <laughs> uh, it's the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, before we get to our person off the track update, as Maddie t- <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, you wanted the desk up. I did want that. I really didn't realise that it made that noise in the background. <laughs> For those wondering, no, no one's got no. out a belt sander. Uh, no. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> We have a very flash desk here, and I stand up for this segment. And uh, Stevie J did the teammate thing and 
Push the up button. Gave it, gave it a big <laughs> erection. And, and sent up on the scissor lift, it would seem. Yeah. Correct. Um, let's, <laughs> I've lost my oh, train of thought here. Um, let's just get straight into the off the track. Oh, oh, hello. In the off what, the track Nancy? update. Oh, thanks to. Let's try that one more Ford time. Person Auto Parts, <clears throat> celebrating 50 years. Oh, there we one go. more time. And oh, now it's the driver's seat off the track update. Thanks to Burson Auto Parts. Burson, we know auto parts. Yeah, they're also celebrating 50 years they are at Burson Auto Parts. Yeah. This is the segment, of course, where we have a look at what's happening off the track. Last week, we spoke about the repercussions of Davy Reynolds' medical exemption for the COVID vaccine being rejected by New South Wales Health. And you might have read about that a little bit later on, a week later in the press, but uh, we push on. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Nimsy and Steve, um, I've, I'm going to kick off tonight's person off track update with still more more discussion about the Dave Reynolds situation because mm. the again I'll be careful here in what I say but the scuttlebutt rumor and innuendo and I cannot say whether this is true or not because I don't know but I have had a number of people tell me that this is what was presented because the big question that that keeps going on in my mind is okay so the exemption that was presented was found Stevie J to be bogus not real not didn't hold any validity or weight or water which is why Davey was stood down remembering that everything we say here is not against Davey Davey's a good mate of ours so we're just being very careful but and this this makes me laugh the reason that the, the reason for Dave Reynolds' exemption... Allegedly. Allegedly, was that he has already had COVID-19 and so his antibodies were strong enough. Uh, and wh- apparently once you've had COVID-19, you don't need to have a vaccination, which is garbage, by the way. I didn't say anything. Which is garbage, by the way. If you have COVID-19, you still have to get a vaccination. Anyway, so that was apparently, possibly, from what I understand, the reason for his exemption, which was, of course, presented by a doctor. Had to be a doctor's certificate, for lack of a better, lack of a better term. How much trouble do you reckon that doctor's in right now? Because there's been a doctor here in Queensland that was falsifying medical exemptions to get across the border here in Queensland. Now, not only has she been thrown out of or her, her doctor license, her medical license has been her doctor license. Yeah, How technical was that? Her doctor license, her medical license has been revoked. She's now been charged and she's facing a court of law. So we talked about it last week that this could be a big, a major turning point for Dave Reynolds boys that he could be stood down. Okay, so he's been stood down. They're saying he's going to be back for Bathurst. But if this investigation continues on, this doctor, you're a goner. You'll be a goner. And Hi, quite frank- everybody. <laughs> and quite frankly, deserves to be. I mean, that's garbage. You can't do that kind of stuff because that puts the whole system at risk and puts the whole category at risk at SMP. I mean, it just, it was so massive. So there is still a discussion that's going on, I believe. Uh, apparently with that doctor, um, Davy Reynolds has had his first injection and will have his second apparently quite prior to Bathurst and, and then will uh, potentially be back. But I, even that, I am not guaranteed that Dave Reynolds is going to be back. I think there is couple of stories that they're looking at options now if yeah, you knew he was coming back yeah. if you knew he was coming back why would you be looking 
Now, so they are looking. They're outwardly saying they're looking. So I'm not sure that Dave Reynolds is confirmed to be coming back. Anyway. Could it just um, be that they're trying to cover all bases? Because you don't want to get to Bathurst. Like, you don't want to be there November 30th going, hey, where's Dave? What do you mean he didn't no, get cleared? Uh, 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 look, of of course, but but the Steve, discussion. Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I'm eating. I'm eating. <laughs> I'm playing TCM and DSA for two hours. I'm eating. So I, I just, I, I yeah, I, there's still a lot. Don't think that just because Dave Reynolds has been stood down for these four races that this discussion is over. Put it that way. Okay, next one. Um, there is some embers burning, Stevie J, that whilst this new ownership of supercars starts to come to fruition and transition, that there are senior members currently of supercars who are more than likely going to be looking for new jobs. Chief amongst them, Sean Seymour. Um, I believe, really? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe that... He will be there, and again, Nimsy, you're going to have to make sure this is in the can because we're going to have to readdress this maybe in March next year or April next year. I believe he's going to be there for transition, and then he'll be Gonski. I've had a number of people say to me that his nearest and dearest have already left the country and gone back to where they came from, which was the US. Uh, and And I do believe that there are, even in the structure of the takeover, um, that um, Brian Boyd, who is very heavily a, a big backer of uh, the race group or ARG, um, is could be potentially working in the background to maybe take a much greater role in the sport next year, not just signing checks and writing checks. Yeah, okay. So I think that's that's a very strong possibility to be happening. So, so is that what you were insinuating earlier, Maddie, when you were saying to me that Sean Seaman's favourite jewellery was Tijuana brass? <laughs> <laughs> He's here all night, folks. Try oh, the beef. <laughs> Get a folks in. Yeah, I would not be surprised if Sean Seaman is back stateside uh, by the end of the first quarter of next year. Interesting. Interesting yes. stuff there. Really? Uh, but is it interesting? I don't know. You tell us. Text in. Is it interesting? Uh, we're getting a fair bit of text, so we'll open up we the mailbag. We? <laughs> we'll, we'll open up the mailbag in just a moment. But uh, that was our Burson Auto Parts off the track update. Burson Auto Parts, known for first class knowledge and service. We'll get to your text in just a moment. But before we do, we'll have a quick message from Davy's doctor. Hi, everybody. There we go. <laughs> you're, listening to the, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping What was his name? I'm not a Simpsons aficionado, but I know he's from the Simpsons. Dr. Nick Riviera. Dr. Nick, Nick Riviera. Hi, Doc- everybody. <laughs> oh. Dr. Nick. Can we make sure that now whenever we refer to anything to do medical, you've got that soundbite ready for Hi, Dr. Nick Riviera. Hi, everybody. <laughs> He's certainly here. All right. Um, back with more of the driver's seat straight after this. If you want to be part of the show, 0433 98 11 16 to text in.
This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia. Also, a big thank you to Ben Barguana for joining us. He was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Asking mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. We got, we got a flurry of texts and we will get to them in a minute. But first, I want to open up the mailbag. Postman. Oh, there he goes. Well, <laughs> um, this one came to us from overseas, actually. This was into our uh, Facebook inbook. Inbook? Inbox. The inbook. Yeah. Have you turned your mic off, Matty? The inbook. There we go. You did. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, was just having, was, I was just having a big COVID cough. The show was cough. just moving forward there for a second. No, <laughs> I was having a cough <laughs> off air, so you hit the cough button. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, boys. So, um, and if you want to be part of the show throughout the week, you can. All you got to do is just go on the driver's seat. All of our socials are driver's seat show. So <laughs> make sure you get a mug. Are you putting the desk down? What's that noise? No. Okay. No. No, oh. no, that's that's in your world, mate. I don't know what's going on down there, but uh, um, there's no desk re- going down here. So this one is from Brad Roper in the US. He's he's, he's uh, sent in. Greetings from the US. Love your show and listen every week. Well, we thank you for that, Bradley. Good thank on you, for, Bra- Brad. Mm, being a part of it. Awesome, Brad. They, you're awesome. We, we want him to keep listening, Matty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. You bloody legend. <laughs> now, he said, I want to talk about the point that was brought up about if supercars should adapt the NASCAR playoff mm. point system. Many of us here in the States have stopped tuning into NASCAR because of this gimmick. Last year, Kevin Harvick won nine races and was the car to beat all year. He didn't win the title. Didn't even make the final four. Imagine Scotty in 2019 or 2020 not winning the title after absolutely dominating all season. The rise of F1 and the resurgence of IndyCar have been at the cost of NASCAR. Those two series are on the way up here where NASCAR has fell every year since the playoff era. The TV ratings you gave from S&P 1 are more than the NASCAR playoff race from Kansas. I think you may have 26 million people in Australia. The state I live in, North Carolina, has 13 million people and we are a small state. By the way, Supercars has good following here, and it's good hard racing with great TV production. Keep up the great work and look forward to your next show. Thank you for the kind words there, Brad. Interesting oh, uh, to get a, another viewpoint from across the, very cool. across the Atlantic. How uh, how good was that? I mean, Brad, you make some good points. And, of course, you know, we did say last week that we thought that the uh, the playoff system might work here in Australia. But interesting to get that viewpoint from the United States, from someone who is over there living it and is a fan. And if that's... If that is the case, Stevie J, if people are walking away, as Brad said, and we have no reason to mm. doubt him, then that, that is a concern. We may see the end of that. I think, you know, particularly on our show, boys, Nimsy and Steve, I think we are simply a vessel for ideas and opinions sometimes. There is no one within the supercars realm of management that will ever sit down on a Monday morning and go, hey, or on a Thursday morning, hey, did you hear those guys on the driver's seat? I reckon they've got a really good idea. Not once. That's never going to happen. But what we what we are is a sounding board for your fans, supercar. So, mm. and we had we had sort of a mixed result last week, didn't we, uh, Nimsy, about whether the playoff points thing should be should be uh, thought about here in Australia. Some people liked it, some people didn't. But that's really interesting. What Brad has said there. That, uh, and I understand what he's saying. Totally. And he's right, you know, in a way that, you know, with, with Harvick winning so many races and, and not winning the championship, it, and it would be like oh. Scotty Mack, you know, cleaning up the championship. Uh, was it 20, 
18 or 19 when he when he cleaned up and he won it before the last round. Yeah, so if you got all well, it was the actually way, 2020. Imagine if you got all yeah. the way to Sandown, Bathurst, Gold Coast in the yeah. old days and you you dominated all the way up till then but then you had a crap endurance season and you didn't win the title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd, uh, that that yeah. would be very frustrating. It, it, I guess it doesn't really show who was the best over the year. It, yes. it shows who was yeah. mediocre and scraped in or whatever and then got their act together with two or three rounds to go. Yes, yes. To yeah. me, that's what it sounds well, like. Well, uh, you know what? I'm, I love your opinion, Brad, and I love that you've taken the time of your day in your day to send through to the uh, the mailbag there. Good work, mate. I, yeah, please you, do then, not mate. make it your last. Mm. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, by all means, send us a text message. All the way from North Carolina. Mm. Carolina. Uh, let's get to text messages a little bit local here. Um, do you want to wow. start off? Yeah, well, see, we've had we've had one come in, say, from Michael. Uh, for all your want for all of you wanting car racing back and now you're bagging the crap out of commentary and racing. Interesting boys. I'm just saying that that's all. That it was just interesting. Michael, I get what you mean. But Stevie J, it just it's not great well, at the we moment, do we do love it and it's like you know it's like um whether it be badge and sats here you know on on their show talking about nrl or whatever there's always things that aren't right you know there's always things that can be improved yeah yeah, yeah. and we're here discussing that if we sat here and discussed oh my god did you see how good he was this week oh my god oh it was so good seeing that uh safety car out there i was you know it's it's not Something that, you know, everyone likes to hear praise. We would lose credibility because... 100%, because there is issues that need to be brought up and talked about, much like probably what happens at home a lot, you know, like people don't talk (laughs) and it turns to the proverbial. If you just talk about it and start to get some ideas flowing, I think that things could happen. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to influence supercars in what they do, you know, moving forward, but... You know, if they're not listening to us and their and half their fan or some of their fan base that's, you know, text in to us each Wednesday night or whoever it might be that follow other media outlets yep. that talk about supercars, then if they're not going to listen to that and, and follow that and try to improve on that, what, what are they going to – I mean, who are they trying to impress? Yeah. The, real, the reality is, Michael, we want racing back, but we want it to be good racing because if it's not good racing, don't bother. Mm. Don't bother. We'll just go and race our cars and – and, and supercars can do what they want to do. But at the end of the day, we know your fans. We're fans. We just want good racing and we want good commentary. We do not need Sam Toucan repeating everything that the lead commentator is saying. But as an, as an example, boys, and Michael, I, I point your attention to this. Our good mate Tommy from Hobart, not Tommy from Toowoomba, Tommy from Hobart, has written in. He said, even off track, it's a bit... Uh, no, I'm not going to say of that. Of a cluster. No, I'm not going to say that. No, yet. of a cluster. So, of a cluster, right? Even off track, it's a bit of a cluster for a night race. Look at, I mean, Brad's just messaged all the way from the States, but look at NASCAR's pre-race, for example. Drivers pick their own songs to walk out to when they get introduced to the crowd. There's proper pyrotechnics. There's actual pageantry and ceremony with the anthem and all that kind of stuff. Whereas we have 40 minutes of waffle. Tommy, you are spot on. Yep. Remember the first night race at SMP, they came out and did that introduction, and it was unreal. I think Rick Kelly came out on a monkey bike. Yeah. I mean, it was sensational. That was the show. We could have actually put that together, Stevie J, 
in the in the even if we had three weeks, we absolutely yeah. could have put that together. Yeah, pageantry ceremony, a bit of froth, a bit of sizzle on the sausage. There's no sizzle on the sausage at the moment, I don't reckon, and it could be done so much easier. So I hear what you're saying, Michael, but, Tommy, you've brought up some ripper points there. Uh, we'll move on to uh, – here's one that's come in from Ben in Dalby. Uh, how good was Dolby? Dolby. <laughs> Dolby. Hey, if you, Dolby. Can, if you can butcher Cranbourne, I can butcher Dolby. <laughs> um, so Ben's got it said, how good has Will Brown been the last couple of weeks? Will he get to the top step in the last two weeks? Or do you think he'll keep getting unstuck in the pit stops? Well, oh, this is as a side note. I thought this, this is actually great by Supercars. On their website, there's actually a footage of, um, of, Will Brown trying his hand at a rattle gun to see how he goes, <laughs> and he's not doing a great job. Just to put oh, yeah. it, it's not easy. How much? What are those wheels weigh? Thirty kilos? No, not quite. Twenty-five? Yeah, about twenty kilos. Twenty kilos. Well, okay, twenty kilos. 18, twenty kilos. Put one under heat and the pressure, and, yeah. and actually, I got to tell you, uh, Larko did a sensational tech piece where he, he did talk about the wheel coming down on an angle and just popping the, the, the center ring out or whatever it was. Yeah, it's just the wheels aren't going straight. You, you've That's got to put them on flush. You've got to put them on, on. down. Oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. That's what happens, yes, Larko. You That's said what that. happens, Larko, <laughs> when you don't put it on straight, mate. <laughs> that was the perfect time, Larko. Um, uh, but, boy, I mean, look, in answer to your question, uh, Ben from Dolby, um, he's red hot. He is red hot. He's got that car. He's ready to go. And he's yep. Right on the cusp. And he had pole in the dry. It wasn't Absolutely. a fluke. He was a legitimate yep. pole in the dry. Albeit they did roll a dice because there's not enough. They didn't have enough soft tyres to no. go every uh, qualifying session, all three. Yeah. Yep. So they just rolled the dice and they both made it through the first session on hards, which put them in a very good position yes. for the next two. But they beat a lot of they beat a lot of other guys. On oh, the yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. And and they were lucky that um, Anton. Di Pasquale had that transaxle issue and he didn't yes. make qualifying. Otherwise, Brody Kostecki would have been knocked out as well. So um, so it's very interesting. I uh, I think that it's something that Will's just on a high now and I reckon that he's going to, you know, he's, he's kicking goals left, right and centre and I can't wait yep. Yep. to see him yep. on that top step and it won't be long. Uh, here's one more from Ben too. COVID exemptions or not, what an opportunity for Kelly Grove who will now have three weekends total to chuck their co-drivers in their cars for some decent Cracker. time behind the wheel in the lead up to Bathurst. How many other co-drivers were able to say they've had the same prep? 100%. And and look, that that is when you look at this situation, Nimsy, that is about the only silver lining. Mm. It's I mean, the teeniest of silver linings. Lukey Yulden getting a drive for, for Stevie and I. We love it. That's an emotional thing for us to see him get that. So that's brilliant. We love his family and his kids and his wife. Sensational family. Um, so that's an upside, but you're right. The co-drivers, holy cow. Mm. So if they can if they can screw that buggy together quite well for the Bathurst and they have a good strategy run, they will have strong co-drivers, particularly to start the race. Like when you put Yulden, if he's going to have another run now and we suspect that Matty Campbell's going to have a run in the final one just to mm. blood himself, you put either of those guys in at the start line to get those things off the line. I'd have thought. Yep. I mean, I know it's a longer diff and it's full of fuel and a, a bit different, but they've got... But race miles. But race miles. Count ready to rock and roll. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, here's a little um, response from Michael. And this is what we like to see. This is why we open yeah. up the dialogue to you guys. Fair call, boys. Just putting up for conversation. I listen every week. Have a good night and week. Hey, Michael, we love your input, mate. We love your input. And that's... We may not always agree with it, but we'll always read it out. We'll always talk about it. 
So please keep sending your messages. That is sensational. Hey, and did you see the one that just came in, Nimsy? I did. Stevie J is my favourite. I love listening to him each week. Chantel from Budrum. Is that your cousin or something? <laughs> That's the way. I don't have a, I don't have a cousin named Chantel. Steve Johnson does the business. <laughs> yes, he does. Good. Hey, Chantel, we love that you love listening to Stevie J. Because I love listening to Stevie J. Oh, so, cat-like like reactions that. from Stevie J. Oh, cat, cat-like. Cat-like. I don't even like cats. <laughs> um, I like dogs. It's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Australia. <laughs> We've got the power rankings update coming up next. Stick around. Well, I better, I better do let's, mine. Let's hope Matty hasn't copied me, Nimsy. I've sent you mine. Yeah, I know. I've already marked yours down. Uh, Matty? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting if they're still the same after you've done the whole, oh, I'm going to send it off to Nimsy, he doesn't copy. It will be. We'll uh, we'll have a look, Steve. But uh, you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, a couple of texts that I'll get to just quickly before we get to our power rankings. Uh, I love NASCAR, but I'll always take legitimacy over manufactured entertainment every day. In the Cup Series in the playoff format, you could win the first 35 races and lead 311 of the 312 laps in the final race, but not be the champion. That's from Tom in Hobart. Yeah. Uh, we got another one here too from Dean. Um, quick Bathurst update, boys. Are you going? I can't answer that one, boys. Uh, Dean, I will put it to you this way. My let's go motorhome is booked. Uh, I will be driving my let's go motorhome all the way down to Sydney uh, or inland. Any more plugs you want to give there? For let's go motorhomes, is that what you're asking? Correct. I think let's go motorhomes don't need a plug. They're they're, they're the number one uh, motorhome and camper van rental company in Australia, Stevie J. They don't need my plugs. Are they? Yeah, they are. They really are. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, Dean, I'm going down. Yeah, mate, I'll be there. There you go. So if, you, if you're going to be there, can you come and say good day? I'm trying. Yeah, I'm still pushing yes, forward. you are trying. I'm still pushing forward and <laughs> yes, trying. You and are trying. My patience. My, yeah, no, yes. doing everything I can. Um, he's going to be there, folks. Of course he's going to be there. Could you imagine? Him? Actually, if Could anyone's going to be in the vicinity and would like to come and work on an XD Falcon... <laughs> Oh, boy. Come and let me know. Oh, you shouldn't have opened that up. Because I'm going to be there by myself (laughs) doing it all on my own. Every mechanic in the Bathurst and Sydney region (laughs) listening to us right now has gone, I could go and work with Steve Johnson on the XD. If you come from the local... I'm going to Bathurst, Susan. (laughs) If you come from the local motor armour dealership to help me out, I'm going to be a bit sus, all right? All right. Yeah, no, I reckon we're going to be there, Dino. We'll be there. Keep your texts coming in. 0433 98 11 16 is the number. Right now, it is time for our power rankings. This is the driver's seat power rankings. Now, the power rankings, unlike the actual championship, are kind of heating up a little bit. Basically, this is our Dally M slash Brownlow medal. After each race week, we give a 3-2-1 vote to the drivers. It currently stands SVG in P1 with 23 votes. Anton DiPasquale up to 15 votes in P2. 13 votes for Will Davison. Eight votes for Chaz Mostert in P4. P5, six votes is Cameron Waters, Brady Kostecki, Tim Slade and Zane Goddard. Four votes to Will Brown. Three votes to Mark Minderbottom, and on one solitary vote is Jamie Winkup, Andre Heimgardner, Scott Pye, Jake Kostecki, Jack Smith, and Thomas Randall. We'll start off with you, Stevie. I was going to say, we get to this point of the season, and the uh, 
the power rankings time allocation is now up. <laughs> we, 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 have to, we have to move on. Um, so I'm going to be quick. Uh, I'm going to give I'm going to give one point to Will Davison, and the reason being is yes, he he only had one podium finish, but he was very solid. But mainly for the drive in race one at night in the night when he held off Percat. Yep, that for was good. That was really good. a good. 18 laps, yep. Matty, with yeah, yep. tyres that yep. were Shag. quite a few laps older than Nick. So as soon as Nick got to Will, I thought, yep, he's done. He's he's lost the podium, you know. But oh, he, he was he, imprinting here, that front of that competent onto the back of the oh, Mustang. Oh, yeah. And, tap, tap. and you know what? Will drove sensational. He didn't buckle under the pressure. He didn't make any mistakes. He did a great job. So I think for him, um, sensational effort. So one point, two points for me go to Lukey Yildon. And the reason being is because he did an absolutely phenomenal job. I mean, I say that, but I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. You know, you and I both know yeah. him quite well, Matty, yeah. and I know what he's capable. What's of. his nickname? Eleven tenths. Eleven tenths. Because <laughs> he doesn't matter what he's driving, whether it's a go kart, a tractor, um, <laughs> or his wife driving her mad. Driving her mad. You can't say that. Drives her mad. <laughs> Drives her mad. Uh, so two points to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so two points to Lukey, so that puts him on the board. And I'm actually going to give three points to Will Brown. Sensational effort, you know, just knocking on the door. The poor fella's been pretty hard done by with his luck the last couple of weeks, and it's going to so. have to turn around. So pole position legitimately, not because of, mm. you know, no one had, you know, there was only one set of hards left or what. Like he literally – had a sensational run and against good on him J-Dub for that. too. Against J Dub as well, you know. So uh, awesome pole for him and and you know a good solid couple of top sixes. I think they were Nimsy before one of the that obviously that that race with the wheel nut. He was at the back. Well, yeah. now I don't cheat on off you. Never have, never would. Not my character. But I will say this: our power rankings are completely different tonight. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's I've been hiding. Yeah, you see what happens when I hide yeah. in between now, five I screens? You were going to say that, you peanut. Okay, anyway, uh, one point. James Courtney. Hey, there you go. For finally dragging a, a Tickford car up the front on the podium. Well done. Well done, JC. Good job. Didn't see much of you for the rest of the weekend, <laughs> but so it's maybe a charity point. But anyway. Hey, come on. Early. Hey, that's a bit harsh. Oh. We saw him in the fence with Lightning Brody. Bolt. We yeah, did. yeah well, you did. That's right. So what what will the man not do for um, for his commercial partners? <laughs> Both took him out. Good for you, JC. So anyway, um, good for you, JC. One point for you and for your partner, Tegan's Instagram. Uh, two points. Will Brown, good pace all weekend, let down by his team. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. And and outdrove his teammate. Just outdrove Brody completely. So which is very just hard a rip, to do too. Yeah, just a ripping result for for Brownie, and I think he's right on the on the cusp. Three points for our good mate Chazzy Mozzie. E, there you go. Last to third in those conditions in race three was an absolutely outstanding and mega drive. It was an outstanding drive to stay on the island. Plenty didn't, including the runaway favourite SVG, he shot off the road. So for him to start from last because of a, some penalty that they gave him for irregular body work, whatever that meant, Stevie J, and we're going to just cover off yeah, on a couple no. of rules a little yeah. bit later on. But, uh, yeah, I, I I just thought that was an outstanding drive. So that uh, three points for Chazzy, which I think will put him in 11th 
uh, or fourth position on the uh, the power rankings. But they are my three, two, ones. Courtney, Will Brown, Chazzy Mozzie. Yeah, let us know what you think uh, on the. Although I, f- I feel sorry, Nimsy. I feel like taking half a point off for that mustache. I know it's for charity, but boy, oh boy. <laughs> and I feel poor on ADP and SVG, who are probably the the pick of the 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 runners on the weekend. Yeah, but they got nothing. But they, yeah, but you know, you know. It's not always about winning and losing, no, Steve. You're right, you're right. It's about effort. And I thought that was a cracking effort from the Chasler. Yep, there you go. Um, that was our power rankings. And remember, you can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Driver Seat Show. And, of course, get the all-new Driver Seat app with podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. It is a must for all motorsport fans. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Right now, let's get straight to our race rewind. This is The Driver's Seat Race Rewind. Thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. I was looking back through the archives to sort of see, because this is actually making a fair bit of news uh, across the traps that they had to call off the race. It was on Sunrise, it was on the Today Show. It was actually quite cool to sort of see a bit of uh, press for supercars. But the last time something like this happened was the 2018 Gold Coast 600. Do you remember that race? I do. Yeah. Um, this, I do. That was the last time it got called off. Yeah, a storm went and lashed uh, the Gold Coast and a race 27 of the championship got to lap 37 of the scheduled 102 when the red flag was shown. Cars were turned to pit lane. They had their little glad wrap things put on top of them, which was always amusing when I see that. <laughs> but uh, do you remember the, the, the safety car was out because Paul Dumbrell basically found out very quickly like, yeah, you know what, maybe I, I don't want to be doing this anymore uh, yes. after he... Basically ended the race of he and J-Dub. Crashed he did. Turn 12. Yeah. Turn 12, that's right. No, mm. he did. Uh, I remember it vividly, Nimsy, because I actually ran the Super Ute that weekend. Uh, that's right. The day before was actually quite nice as well. The day before was sensational. The whole thing was sensational. I was up in the uh, Armoral uh, corporate facility. I think I'd had about 30 beers. And I just remember it getting very cold and very wet very quickly. <laughs> and Mrs. Mack and I ended up going home. Um don't we miss – we're going to talk about it, Stevie J. We'll talk about this race. But don't we miss the Gold Coast race. Schoolies for adults. Yeah. Bring it back. 100%. Cannot wait next year until the GCs. Is it 500 next year, I think? 500 I think or 600? I think it's 500. I think it's 500. Yeah. Um, when it rains Nimzazor on the Gold Coast at that time of year, it always rains on a race weekend, uh, that track becomes super, super, super slippery. And when it rains, it rains hard. It's big rain up here in Queensland that time of year. So it was no shock to me that it closed in and it rained and it got cold and it got cooled off. Yeah, it was it was torrential. It looked something. It was like biblical. You half expected Mark Winterbottom yep. to get into an ark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and these cars are on a normal track are hard enough to drive. Stevie J, you tell me uh, in the wet, let alone in something like a street race where there's. You know, there's no rubber on the track and, and um, there's it's not a racetrack, it's a street track. Undulations and white lines and other bits and pieces. Stevie J, you with me? Sorry, my headphones are not plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. Good one, Gary! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Did I say shit? Sorry. <laughs> How can your headphones not be plugged in? I'm sitting in Woogie's spot, that's why, and it's behind the monitor. 
And would you pull them out or something? I don't know. I you just peanut. sat down. I was just saying it's hard to drive a supercar at the best of times in the wet, let alone on a street race on the Gold Coast where we have big rain. Understand Welcome that. Welcome to the show. Thank you. But <laughs> now my um, answer to that is where, you know, if you're driving in a supercar in Australia, you are one of the very top elite people that can steer a buggy with the steering wheel and pedals uh, in this country. So you should be able to, as we all talk about on the road, whether it be learner drivers or young drivers or old, you've got to drive to conditions. And you know what? Um, I think that, yes, it is difficult at times, but um, they're professional drivers. They're the best that we've got in this country, um, arguably. And they should be able to... Uh, I guess, deal with any conditions that are thrown at them. They should. And Nimsy, I tell you what I loved about it. It was Craig Lowndes' last year as a full-time. Correct. And he and Stevie Richards won the uh, Pertec Enduro Cup. So, love that. That was a fairy tale finish for CL too. Uh, it, it was a cracker. So, even though it got called because Dumbrell was in the fence, um, and there was a lot. I mean, I cannot tell you how much water was there that day. It was a huge amount of water. You could have driven a boat down the main straight. <laughs> and, uh, but it was great for CL to, and, and for Richo to, to win mm. that one. Yeah, um, that was our race rewind. We do it as always. Thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Uh, we were going to do some Formula One um, update next, but I think we'll pull forward the because we're getting a fair few questions about the Gen 3 Mustang and the Gen 3 Camaro. So we'll talk about that straight after this. So if you want to have your say about it, let us know. 0433981116 is the number. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. Back with more right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to our great mates at Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. So the interwebs and social media has been buzzing with talk about Gen 3, and there is only one question that will be asked after Larko's little video that he did, Gen 3 Unpacked. Uh, and the, for the first time, we've seen images of the Chevrolet Camaro and the Gen 3 Ford Mustang. And the Ford Mustang got a lot of, they've got a lot of um, buzz, we'll just say. And, and praise. Very much you. so. And yeah. the, the main thing that people have been saying is this. Have you, have you, have you, have you driven a Ford? Driven a Ford. Oh, yes, you got to love that. Lee. <laughs> now, um, th this is actually pretty cool. So <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here, Stevie J, because uh, mm -hmm. Larko took us back into the Triple Eight workshops and you could see a bit of the um, the Camaro being done. And he also went to the DJR workshops. Oh, um, I can see where this is going. I'm just going to go to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, glad you could, uh, I'm glad you could see where that's coming. Because when, <laughs> when I saw that, I'm just like, DJR workshops. If only we knew someone that could also get into the DJR workshops and have a look at some stuff. <laughs> uh, so my question to you is, have you seen this car? What is it like? What's it uh, Well, funnily enough, I haven't been in the DJR workshop for quite a while, but I was in there recently, yes, and I saw the car. And I can tell you, it looks amazing. It looks so cool. Well, people um, are loving it. Like, it just the stills. It is. And, you know, the, the look of the car, it literally looks like no, I mean, I know the current Mustang copped a lot of flack for the shape of it and, and everything, but you've got to understand that the 
the framework underneath that body shape, that's all it warranted. You know, that's that that's what they had to design the body shape yeah, of. Around the cage. You know, around yeah. the cage and everything because of the control cage. Now is now they can literally have a proper shaped Mustang and it looks phenomenal. The front spoiler, the rear spoiler, the uh, the the, the, the the wheels on it. I mean, they just the, where the exhausts come out. Um, it looks like a, it looks like the road car. Simple it does that. look like the, a really hotted up Herod Mustang road car. You know what I mean? And uh, Herod Speak, Performance. Speaking of sponsor plugs, Herod Performance <laughs> Mustang road car. Go and see Robbie and Chris Herod for all your Mustang needs. Uh, and uh, it's I can tell you one thing: the big dick was out at Queensland Raceway today. Ooh. The big dick was out there today. He popped now, past the Team Johnson workshop late this afternoon or mid afternoon, and I'm like, I know he was. He was hang on a minute. He was he was wearing like the the old retro DJR shirt that they had a few years back. It was the red with the yellow through them, and it looked like the old Sierra shirts. But yeah. they had it for the supercars recently. I think it was Sandown actually. And I'm like, oh, what do you got that on for, Richard? And he goes, well, I just happened to be at QR today, and I just happened to see. One Gen 3 Mustang driving around. I was going to say, you wouldn't get the big dick out to QR. Maybe he was helping Tony Quinn clean the toilets. How good was that? That was unbelievable. Uh, Anyway. He'd only get up there for a a Jet Johnson race or something pretty special with DJR. Yeah. So are you telling me, being the family that you are and knowing that Dick knows how to use a camera on his phone. Well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> have you seen, and more importantly, have you heard the Gen 3 car get around? Because little Mac from Toowoomba, he's, said, he's texted in and said, so Gen 3, will it ever see the light of day? What will the solution be when they get these on track and can't get parity with downforce drag, center of gravity, or whatever Uncle Roland has the irrits about? Do they modify the bodies to a point where they're no more representative than the current Mustang? No. So you have now seen and tell me... What did he? What did it sound like? Did you hear it? I tell you. Well, I did you hear? It? Come on, the big Richard. Give it to me. He gave uh, he gave me a look at a little video clip that he took on his phone. Ooh. Admittedly, out of a minute and a half video clip, there yep. was probably twenty four seconds of grass and sky. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but apart from that, the bits that I did see, Bruce and concrete. Yeah. How'd, how'd it look? Unreal. How'd it sound? Unreal. It was loud. Oh, oh, really? It had an amazing crackle to it. It, Really? It sounded so much better than the current cars. It's not funny. Fair income. Yep. As in a higher pitch? Yeah. Like a a higher rev sound? No, because I I believe it wasn't running its full revs out there. I think it was short on revs. Like it was, I think they're still 7,500, you know, when they do race. Yeah. Like the current cars are. Yeah. I, I believe it was limited to maybe seven or something like that. Yeah, right. Um, but it sounded amazing. So the the car was running paddle shift? I'm not sure of the, the, all the details. I believe at the moment it has been built with paddle shift. But I, but hear, I hear there's talk about yeah. going back to I got a feeling shift. they're going to go back to a proper shifter. Yeah, cool. Um, and. And a, and a normal mechanical shifter, not an electronic shifter. Because oh, really? Okay. I, there's just so much technical stuff in these things. They need to simplify them. Dumb it down. Yeah. So that's you know so, that's what I'm thinking. But I can give you the tip, So Matty. on this show, you are announcing that the Gen 3 Mustang looked and sounded, I know it's after 9 o'clock in Melbourne, shit hot. Absolutely. Oh. Oh. Well better than, you know. 
Nice one, Gary! <laughs> well better. Nice, Gary! <laughs> <laughs> well better than the current car. It's, it, it, is, it is the improvement that I think supercar fans are going to want to see. And so there's, and that's going to be at Bathurst too, isn't it? I believe. Yep. Oh, yep. Well, that's folks. what they're trying to all do. Them and the, the Camaro hasn't run yet as such, apart from the engine's been running that TA2 slash hybrid. C63 TA2? Yep. Yeah, from, car. From Indonesia or China yep. or Malaysia. So we'll see what happens. Oh, that's but exciting, motorsport fans. That's exciting. Very you cool. bloody beauty. Righto. Can I have a look at it? Can I have a look at the video? Go on, please. Can <laughs> well, I? Go ask no. Big Dick. Can I? Can go I? ask Dick. I'm yeah, good. I'm going to text your dad. Righto. Oh, no, he'll be smashed There'll be a few bourbons deep now. He might send it to you. Just tell me, bugger off. And not in those nice, kind words. I think you're right there. Let us know what you think. 0433981116. We'd love to hear what you think about the images that have been leaked. Well, not leaked. They've been publicly put out. No, they've been for general release. Yeah. Sorry. I saw something on Speed Cafe and just went to the default setting. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. We'll get to some of your texts, and then we'll wrap up straight after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. <laughs> uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Driver's Seat here, thanks to Kubota. Very professional here. Uh, sorry, <laughs> It, it, as you know, it gets regular listeners know it gets to the bewitching hour. We sort of uh, <laughs> excellent start. Thank you, Gary. Um, <laughs> let's get to some of your text messages here. Uh, a Mustang that looks like a Mustang and sounds like the devil's evil laugh has me frothing. Says Greg in Upper There's a good one. There. <laughs> um, I like this one. I like this from from uh, uh, number ending in one four three. That's Little Mac. Is that Little Mac? Yep. Did I, why do I? Why, because I went down. The, I looked at the number uh, and I went down four, and I saw Little Mac from Toowoomba. Hey, Little Mac, you little ripper! And, and I, mate, I have now maybe just had a little, a little sneaky, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, Little Mac, you bloody ripper! You are going to love this. Let me tell you, not just from the the, the horse's mouth over there. Let me tell you, you are going to love this. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Righto, Mr. Red. Uh, and Michael, I used to love Formula One cars when they sounded loud. Now they sound crap as. Yes, we know, Michael, they sound like vacuum cleaners. No, it's this one uh, from um, Stuart in Airport West. Hey, Stewie in Airport West, and this was just in relation to our mailbag earlier, boys, where we uh, – was it Brad, I think it was, from America, dialed in. and, and Brad Roper, uh, yep. Brad mm-hmm. Roper. Uh, I just checked out North Carolina's area, and it's about half the size of Victoria. Hey, Stewie, that just puts that map size in my head. So well done. Thank you for that. And uh, they've got 20 – what do they say? 26 million. No, they've got 13 million. 13. And we've, and we've got 26 in the whole country. Yep. Yeah, probably not going to buy any real estate in – North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> bloody, bloody busy. Hey, oh, and this from clearly an old fan, an old friend, don't know, Megan from Coolangatta, Stevie J, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're an 11. Except when your headphones aren't plugged in. Keep up the good work. <laughs> good on you, Meeks. Thank, Thank you, you Megan. Keep I, your... <laughs> I, I was just uh, dulling down my uh, co-host's voice for five seconds to Good gather luck. my thoughts. Mate, I've got to go home and have your head, your voice rattling around in my head all night. <laughs> and uh, Michael wants to know how many cheeseburgers are you going to have on the drive down to uh, Bathurst, Stevie you J? What? I'm on, What's a ballpark? I'm on the man shake now. Are you? Yep. Righto. You can, um, you can, you can blend a, uh, 
Uh, speaking of which, you can play the hamburger. Don't worry about that. McCappy Days this Saturday, and two dollars yeah. from every Macca's goes towards oh, yes. Ronald McDonald House charity. So get amongst oh. it. Well, let me tell you, there'll be ten bucks going to the McDonald's Happy uh, Ronald McDonald House from my household. You're having day. five, <laughs> yeah. I'm having five max. I could, I could smash five max in a sitting, couldn't you? You, you could easily yeah, smash five max sure. in a sitting. Easy. All right, no. that wraps up the driver's Remember seat. Remember when they had celebrities that used? To- we'll catch you next week. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it: chicken and Macca's together, and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.